following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. So, Johnny, as a sports fan, or not even a sports fan, but a Red Sox fan, yeah, uh, I kind of believe in curses, even though the Red Sox did break the curse of the Bambino in 2004, but for many, many years, they made it to the World Series, but didn't really do too much, so. Yeah, I I have long believed that just the Charlotte Hornets have been, just based on what you just said, have been cursed, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, forever. I actually wanted to bring that up. It's kind of funny because next episode, I want us to take some of our favorite sports teams and we're going to decide whether they're cursed or not. Okay, I like it. Well, that's a spoiler alert. That's a spoiler. So, but, but it's, if they're cursed or not, and what is the curse? Because you can't just be like, ah, they're cursed. (laughs) There has to be a reason why they're cursed. Yeah. There's gotta be, it just can't be coincidence or anything like that. Like, uh, there's many, I think think coincidences are a part of curses though. Yes. Yes. Like, uh, the curse of the Billy goat with the Cubs, which is broken. Shout out to Theo Epstein for ending Two major curses in Major League Baseball history because he was the front office man for the Red Sox in 04. Oh, wow, yeah. And I think it was 2017 <laughs> for the Chicago Cubs. So That's the bloody oh, sock era, right? Uh, 04, yes. Kurt Schilling. Yeah. I remember that game. I love you, Kurt Schilling. I tried to name uh, my son Jacoby Schill, and my wife said, no way. <laughs> oh, you mean the kid down the hall? <laughs> yeah, the kid. <laughs> the the blonde-haired kid down the hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's that boy who's that boy that <laughs> who's that kid over there you know my son there yeah the one that i wake What's up every thing? wednesday and go i'm watching ahsoka are you coming <laughs> uh, spoiler i'm enjoying that show <laughs> yeah but i think curses are fun uh they're they're exciting. I mean, I have some of my favorites. We kind of just stuck it to kind of a cover curse today, but I have some of my, do you have any other like favorite curses that maybe, maybe we could talk about next episode if we got time. Like, I, I think we're about to cover my favorite one, but you know, that's, that's a thing about sports too, right? That uh, everybody in sports for the most part is, are very superstitious. Yes. You know, there's all kinds of great, uh, you know, superstitions. Like Michael Jordan always wore his North Carolina basketball shorts underneath his bull shorts, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, a famous one is Bill Parcells when the Giants made the Super Bowl in 1990. Uh, he was so superstitious that he pulled the pilot out of retirement that flew the plane for their 1986 Super Bowl to fly the plane. <laughs> to get them to Tampa. Uh, but one of my favorite kind of curses is the curse of the Potville Maroons. Just uh, uh just just that name is fantastic. <laughs> it's pretty much uh early years of the NFL, let's believe 1925. So back in the early years of the NFL, you didn't you won by record. There was no playoffs. They say, okay, you have the yeah, best. Yeah, it's pre-Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, way pre-Super Bowl. Way before there was even a championship game. So you just won by winning percentage. You have the best winning percentage or you have the best record, you win. But they also did a lot of like Harlem Globetrotter type things where they play a lot of exhibition, yeah. you know, just one-off games that didn't count or barnstorming tours as they would call them. So the Pottsville Maroons actually won the NFL championship. Then they went off to play this game against the college all-stars and the NFL was like, Oh, nay, nay. In the words of LA, LA night. Oh, nay, nay. Uh, you, you are, you can't do that. So guess what? We're going to take your NFL championship away and we're going to give it to the next team, the Arizona Cardinals, or I'm sorry, at that point it was the Chicago Cardinals. Now the Arizona Cardinals. 
So to this day, they say the Arizona Cardinals are so bad because they claimed that championship. Yeah. And they say if they just gave it back to the city of Pottsville, this is Pottsville, Pennsylvania. There's not a whole lot of things going yeah, on. Yeah, a little. I mean, they're named after a bad road. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if they just give them back this championship, everything will be fine. But the Cardinals hold on to this. Like That's all they from, have, Andrew. They got to have they something. Have one other NFL championship, but they hold on to this. Like, <laughs> champion. Everybody, everybody does that, right? Like, I don't, I don't care who you are. I, one of my favorite quotes is from uh, Michael Scott in the office where he goes, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. <laughs> but they, they hold on to this championship to this day. Like I'm looking. Okay, so they have two championships. 1925 yeah, and, and 1947. And since then, they won the division championship. One. This is just the division. This is yeah. easy to win. One, two, three, four, five, six times. And the one Super Bowl appearance they had out of nowhere, Kurt Warner throws an interception and it goes back 102 yards. So, wow, which is like two more yards than I would expect. <laughs> yeah. So that is that is uh that is the curse of the Popville Maroons in in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, Today we are talking about kind of cover curses, the Madden curse, and the yeah. Sports Illustrated cover jinx. Yeah, uh, there's, a, I mean, there's a NBA 2K one too as well, but it's not as, it's not as, uh, it's not as bad as this Madden one. The Madden one's really famous. I saw Paul George was on the cover of 2K17, and I think that's when he broke his leg. Right? Is that what he did break his? I wouldn't say break. I would say destroyed. Honestly, yeah, that like I do not recommend anybody watching that. But the fact that he's he played like at anywhere near the level he did before that is impressive. <laughs> I also think that's the reason why we don't have a good, uh, like, just pure team anymore, like yeah. the Olympic team. Oh no, he might have did that a little bit earlier in his career because he only played six games in 2014, 2015. That's got to be when it happened then. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That year, uh, that summer uh, before. Because I know but, he came back pretty quick in some way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Madden curse, you know, I come from the world of, of VGA games. And uh, the Madden curse, like the first, uh, the early years of the Madden game, it was always the same guy on the cover, right? The namesake. John Madden. That's right. The legend himself. Madden. And, can I just throw this out there because I have to, because this is what kind of person I am in this world. Madden is the second best <laughs> football video game of all time compared to Tecmo Super Bowl. I just want to throw out. Oh, my- I would, I would make it. I would say it's third best. Cause I'm putting NFL blitz in there. My friend. Oh no. Have you? Yeah. But Tecmo Super Bowl is the greatest. No, uh, I'm, I'd argue, uh, as a Laps fan, that... Uh, I also uh, kind of think maybe... Do you remember NFL Street? I never played it. Oh, I love that game. At that one game, point in my life, I was such an NFL like football purist. I get it, yeah. If it wasn't like simulation and yeah. breaking down... and It just wasn't for you. Yeah. It just wasn't for me. Like, yeah, but, for, but for me, a guy who's not as hardcore about football. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh until my friend got so mad at me because I was winning that they threatened the life of my pet. <laughs> oh <laughs> gotta love those people. Yeah. Well they never done that before, but uh I remind them of that every day. Uh but yeah so but then of course they eventually start adding uh, a football player on the cover mm-hmm. of Madden. And people started noticing these cover athletes, uh, either the year that they're on the cover, they either have a really bad year or worse, they get injured. Yes. Or just retiring for one case after. (laughs) And uh, CBS Sports actually did a really great 
article this year, back in June of this year, uh, by Cody Benjamin. And he actually went through every year I, that a player was on there and and decided if it was cursed or not. I, I have uh FanDuel did the timeline. Oh, that's even that's that's I got too. I have the timeline up here by FanDuel. Uh don't have in you know what is it, an author? <laughs> the report is by, but they have the timeline. Okay. All right. So let's let's just kind of run through this real quick. Okay. All right. Um in 2000, that's kind of when they first started doing this, putting players on the cover. I got it's, 99. Well, I mean, I, I think because they always number sports games different. Yeah, this is yeah, because this is Madden. Who's your first cover athlete? Let's yeah, see how good this guy is. Uh Mr. Barry Sanders. That is incorrect. CBS Sports, you suck at life. Because everybody knows the first Madden color athlete was the nineteen ninety nine and it was Garrison Hurst. Yeah, it's a name that I definitely know. <laughs> Do you know Garrison Hurst? Yeah, we go we go back a long ways. Oh jeez. <laughs> and I actually think they spelled his last name wrong too on this FanDuel one. Way to go, FanDuel. <laughs> they did. Know, they literally, and I cannot spell worth a lick. That's about to put that But out. even I knew what I thought. So they spelled it H U R S T when it's supposed to be H E A R S T. See, I knew it. But so 99 is Garrison Hurst, first ever Madden Color athlete. Uh, having a very good year with the San Francisco 49ers. This guy's already shredded his knee in college. So he's already coming back. And then all of a sudden he, I'm going to use air quotes when I say twisted his ankle, meaning (laughs) the foot was not the way it was supposed to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he completely like just, destroyed broken he, ankle to the point he pulled a gordon hayward is what you're trying to tell me uh yeah i mean it was to the like his ankle was to the side it looked like a cartoon yeah. i think yeah uh and it was so bad that his bones started to die <laughs> good god <laughs> his, his like i believe he said his tibula started the doctor said that there was a quarter spot on his bone where the bone was just starting to die. Well, that's not what you want to hear from your doctor. No. Uh, it took him, I think, what do you say? Like six surgeries over two years or 11 surgeries over two years just for him to come back in 2000 and the 2001 season. And he almost got cut twice. Man. Yeah. So to put it like what dead bone is and how bad this injury was it was kind of like when bo jackson hurt his hip because bo jackson just like his hip just died out because the it severed the artery or something or it hurt their artery that supplies blood to that bone yeah that's why he now has an artificial hip and that's wow. like bo jackson is greatest athlete ever because if you can hit home runs and play a major league sport on an artificial hip yeah, you don't even have your original hip. No, I think you're pretty damn good. Yeah. But, okay. So we would say definitely. I would say cursed. Cursed. <laughs> cursed. All right. So the next one then is Barry Sanders uh, for the 2001. And uh, in this year, he didn't even actually play because he retires. Yes. Because uh, uh, you have the curse, not cursed, right in front of you? Yes. I'm going to say this is not a curse because I think Barry just got sick of things. Because uh, the Lions were not very good. Barry was getting older. Barry probably wanted to maybe win. And when you're getting as many carries as Barry Sanders was and the focus of the offense, uh, you're probably going to get a little tired. And Barry is a very humble guy. This is a guy that referred to him going to the Heisman ceremony as that thing that's going, that event that's going on in New York. Yeah. That thing over there. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I don't want to 
I don't want to do that. So Barry's a very humble guy. So I'm going to say they said no curse. Uh, They call this a curse. Really? Because he never actually played on the year that he was on the cover. But extra trivia, Andrew. They this happened so abruptly that they didn't even put him on the cover for the European version of the game that year. They used a Green Bay Packers player. Do you think you know who that player was? It was probably Brett Favre, maybe Ahmed John or not Ahmed Johnson, Ahmed Green. It was Dorsey Levins. Was he still with the Packers then? Apparently so. Jeez. All right, so in 2001, the next year, the Tennessee Titans, Eddie George is on the cover, Andrew. Oh, Eddie George. I have that, Madden. And do you think that this one is considered cursed? Uh, so I'll give you a little bit of the quick stats. So he would rush for more than 1,500 yards on this cover season, but he also lost a career-high number of fumbles. Yeah. And he coughed up the ball in the Titans season ending playoff game. That was a really good defense, though. That's but do you think this is a curse then? I think Eddie George at this point. I love Eddie George. And I got mad in 2001. Shout out to my new favorite game store, the Gaming Vault. Not a sponsor, but they would could love be. to have you. Could be. <laughs> I love yeah. those guys. Super nice. They give my kids free stickers. So if you give my kids free anything and I don't have to pay for it, you're good at my book. But this occurs. uh, He's been in the league for, I got to see when Eddie George came to the league. I believe it was 2006 or not 2006, 1996. I love Eddie George too. Um, where is his draft thing? Oh, he came in in no ninety seven. He came in. Uh, I'm gonna say not a curse. All right, so I think this one could kind of go either way, right? Because he did still technically have a good year. Fifteen hundred yards is nothing to sneeze at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, he's this kind of sets up that he's sort of the reason that they the Titans season ended when it did. Uh, they consider it a curse. I guess because of that. I can't say like the fumbling of the ball. Eddie George was a very, very good football player. Yeah, but I guarantee you there's a lot of Titans fans. That's all they remember about the guy. (laughs) Which is that's That's how sports people are. I mean, I've I've been guilty of that, right? Like a player can have an incredible career, but can have one thing that doesn't go their way for whatever reason. I mean, who's that uh, baseball player where the ball went between his legs, right? You know, that was really jacked up, Johnny. That was, <laughs> do you know who he played for? So I know he just got for. done talking about that curse. That's why I didn't want to say the team. Brought out of, to the curse. Out of friendship, I didn't want to say the name of the team. It was Bill Buckner, and Red Sox fans have forgiven him over the years, okay? But for a long time, they did <laughs> not. <laughs> That's, That's what I'm saying. Time. Yeah. Second time this month, somebody's got to bring that up to me. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's just the ultimate example of a uh, player who can be really good, but they'll be remembered for one thing that's negative, right? I still hold Chris Weber for the timeout. That I is, do, too. I'm so grateful for I it. got it. I, and you <laughs> can make fun of me, too, because talking about holding people is we were talking at work, and me being the old guy, I always get picked on about things. I told them that if push came to shove, in certain circumstances, if I felt like I wanted to build a championship team, I would rather have, even though Chris Webber is a way better player, I would rather have Horace Grant over Chris Webber. You're building a team. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Not not like who's going to be my focus, but if I'm going to build a team, I yeah. would, and I had to choose between the <laughs> two because I could always help out somewhere else. I mean, that's, the, that's another good example that Chris Webber, incredible talent. But one of the things people just remember is that timeout that they didn't have that he called, right? Well, well, Jose Canseco's the steroids, and then when the ball went off his head and over the over the fence for a home run, so yeah, that same. was yeah. Or right. another okay, so another great example is I was going to bring this up because this is maybe like a players that should be in the Hall of Fame or 
we could do this for players member being remembered for a bad thing. So this might get brought up later on. Jim Marshall had a Hall of Fame football career. If you look at his numbers, how many games he played, what he did, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He's not because at one point in his career, he picked up a fumble and he ran the wrong way. So instead of running to his end zone, he ran to the other team's end zone. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So in 2002, oh, I'm going to get bitter about this one. It's a certain uh, Minnesota Viking by the name of Culpepper. Good old Dante. Good old Dante uh, Culpepper. So the in the year uh, before that, or a couple years before that, he was like on fire, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, just throwing touchdowns left and right. But uh, during his cover season, he got injured and he fumbled the ball at least 16 times, uh, which is like two less than the number of touchdowns he threw. Which I'm not good at math, but that ratio is not is not is not good. <laughs> no, not good. <laughs> not good for this kind of this time period either. So is this a curse for him for this season? The Vikings teams were very shaky. Like I remember one year they were like eight and oh, and then they went on like an eight game losing streak and they missed the playoffs or something of that nature. The Cardinals actually beat them. I'm going to say this is a curse. And Nick Saban should have never started him when he was traded to the Dolphins that soon after his injury. I have to put in that Nick Saban part. Nick Saban, you helped ruin his career as well. Well, he also is probably part of this curse because you're right. They also say this is cursed. All right. The year after that, we have the Rams, Marshall Folk, Hall of Famer, right? Yep. Uh, so, but this is his cover season. However, this is also the year when he really started to break down. Uh, he didn't even have uh, half a dozen starts and he never topped a thousand yards ever again. I'm going to say not a curse just because running backs break down. Yeah. It's like a small point. was in the league for about 10 years. So running backs only when you're a workhorse after about 10 years of just getting just your body getting hit and everything. Yeah, getting out. pounded. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to say that. You get pounded. Because <laughs> I didn't want Taking to. Taking a pound town. <laughs> I didn't want what to I'm going to say this is not a curse. And this is him just wearing down after years. See, I would agree with you. Like, he's just, I mean, it's just, if you're going to put an older player on your cover, that's just kind of, no matter who they are, that's sort of the, the risk you're taking yeah. that year. So I agree with you that they still claim this is a curse. I mean, this is around around this time. That was the whole reason why the Colts kind of traded him is because he wanted a new contract, kind of like what's happening now. He wanted a new contract. They couldn't work out money, so they traded him. Yeah. And then they drafted a younger running back and everything else. So, I mean, I just feel like it was worn down. Yeah. Well, the next year, it's all right because uh, this – this is the only time this guy's ever in the news, I'm sure. Michael Vick is the next one. Ron Mexico. <laughs> I'll tell you that story, too. <laughs> All right, so obviously before, you know, Vick was sort of, like, he was like a, he was like a, a force, right? Yes. Uh, you know, just like, no, it seemed like he could do whatever he wanted on the field offensively. Uh, so they put him on the cover. However, uh, that cover year, he fractured his fibula, and he misses all but five games. So is this a curse? Yes. That's that's an easy one, right? Yes, and it's probably karma, too. Well, I mean, he didn't. What I'm saying, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. His certain uh, bit of legal trouble didn't happen until four years later, but so that's probably a bit rough. So the Ron Mexico thing yeah, is Michael Vick. This was actually in like a sporting news or something. And probably about, I'm trying to think 2006. No, wait, 2005. So 
it was like a very small article. Supposedly, that is the name that he would use when he would go get tested for STDs. Is oh. beneath the alias of Ron Mexico. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I I bet a lot of famous athletes have to get tested for that Terry stuff. Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw once had to check himself into a hospital for elbow surgery, and he used the alias Tom Brady way before Tom Brady ever became famous. Or wow, the original TB12 used that's that's pretty name. amazing. That's actually pretty incredible. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, in 2005, the Ravens. Ray Lewis is on the cover. Is this a uh, he? He logged 147 tackles. Uh, is this a curse or not? Uh, now the Ravens did miss the playoffs this year. Yeah, I am. Yeah, because I'm reading some argue that it didn't get the curse until the following season when he played on six games. So I don't count that. It's got to kind of happen during that year. I agree completely, and this oh, person also agreed it's not a curse. Yeah, it's got to. Because he still he still had a lot of he still played very well. Yeah. Like it wasn't his fault that they didn't make the the, the playoffs. No, it's right. probably the fact that they had a horrible quarterback at that point. Now the year is two thousand and six, and the player is Philadelphia Eagles Donovan McNabb. Chunky soup. <laughs> But that's another guy, right? Like he was on top of the world at one point. Yeah, it was only a couple of years ago. Uh, when did they go to the Super Bowl? Two thousand and four, the two thousand four season. Yeah, two thousand and four season. And you know they were pretty good. The whole To thing, and then he landed on the cover. And yeah, uh, you're literally yeah. That's all that they're saying here is the To thing sort of happens. The and um, um and now look at To now now he's getting in fights with the uh, Stephen A. Smith. So yeah. I think everybody <laughs> gets in a fight with Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, I think so too. I'm pretty sure even Jesus would be like, I I don't know about this guy. Jesus um, would be like, uh, this guy could just calm down for a second. <laughs> okay, I'm like, glad yeah. that we said that the the Ray Lewis one wasn't a curse because I just looked at their quarterback and it was Kyle Bowler still and he was pretty horrible. But the Donovan McNabb one, I'm gonna say is a curse because that team after that Super Bowl run not the same. No, like TO came back and you were thinking like McNabb and TO are gonna be together forever. This is gonna be the next big hookup. It's gonna be great. Next thing you know TO is doing sit up yeah. in his driveway. And you know if there's a hookup you gotta holler if you hear me. Yes, and uh, they, this person agrees that's a curse. Can we right, go? Do, I don't think we could go one episode without, without a, a wrestling reference, a, a re- <laughs> wrestling reference, or mentioning a wrestler. Since I did call Ahmed Green Ahmed Johnson, you did. <laughs> so we're not even doing it consciously; it's just happening. No. All right, I'm going to try to get a little quicker here because uh, we got other things to record today. Yeah. Uh, the next, it's Sean Alexander from the Seahawks. Yes. They agree, also a curse. All right. Then the next year, it's the Titans, Vince Young. Yeah. 2008. Yep. They also say it's that a guy curse. Just fell off. Greatest college quarterback I ever seen, Vince Young. And then next is Brett Favre. Oh, who's this guy? <laughs> the welfare wiener picture of Mississippi. <laughs> um. <laughs> I am gonna say yeah. That's that's gonna be his nickname, the welfare wiener. <laughs> the welfare wiener of Mississippi. <laughs> Let me tell you kids about the welfare wiener of Mississippi. And I'm he loves volleyball. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. Uh, they also say it was cursed. <laughs> all right, then the next uh 2010, uh they apparently they had two uh people on the cover. It was Larry Fitzgerald. And Troy uh, Palamalu, if I said that right, I hope I did. You did. I'm impressed. It's Me all too. that wrestling that you can get Samoa names. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no curse. I'm going to give it to you because they say half curse. 
Because, yeah, because Palomalo, Palomalo towards the end of his career just seemed like he was always hurt. Yeah. All right, 2011, a certain quarterback by the name of Drew Brees. The birth Mark Wonder. Uh, I kind of like that nickname for him. It's not gonna. It's just not gonna surpass the Wilfer Wiener of Mississippi. Wiener. Nothing's gonna surpass that. <laughs> That's the greatest nickname I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, Drew Brees. I'm gonna say no because as I look at history, the Saints were always up and down. Yeah, yeah, they were always either really good or. Just having a terrible season. Yeah. Uh, but this was a terrible season for them, and he threw a, a franchise record 22 picks. So they're going to say it was cursed. Oh, okay. All right. The next one is Peyton Hillis in 2012 for the Cleveland Browns. I am going to say no curse, and this was just a one-year wonder. Uh, he actually, they're going to say cursed. Uh, he had a really bad injury that year, apparently. Oh, okay. All right. Next one, 2013. Calvin Johnson from the Lions. I'm going to say no, and this was just massive wear and tear, and the the Lions taking star players and chewing them up like Hulk Hogan did to monster heels in the 80s. <laughs> There's my wrestling reference. Hey, I love it. Uh, <laughs> they agreed, not cursed. All right, next is 2014 Vikings Adrian Peterson. Oh, man. What did he do? What did he do? You're not going I'm I'm reading. I'm just reading. <laughs> my my like if you ask me something from like a nineteen ninety season, yeah, my brain is like right there. Anything I've noticed in like the two thousands or even in this, like I remember this. He got in trouble for uh abusing his kid. Remember? I don't think that was in two thousand fourteen though. I'm going to say, uh, before we then drop it, I'm going to say curse because he did drop off big time. They agree, cursed. All right, and then after that, it's the Seahawks' Richard Sherman in 2015. Yes, this is a curse. They say no. Why no curse? Uh, his interception total dropped, and his Seahawks, though they failed to repeat as Super Bowl champs, he was still on top of this game during this year. Uh, but after that season, he had to have the uh, the very infamous Tommy John surgery, though. Uh, I say it was probably cursed because he fell off huge. Twenty sixteen, New York Giants, Odell Beckham Jr., my son's favorite football player. You know the blonde kid that lives down the hall. <laughs> uh, this is a curse because this guy seemed, and I still say this, he's probably still is cursed to this day. They claim not this year because he still ran for 1,400 yards on this one. All of a sudden, he started getting just messed up. Uh, after that, it's everybody's favorite uh, NFL party guy in 2017. Gronk. It's, it's the Gronk himself. And you forgot to mention former 24-7 champion. That's right. He was, yeah. Uh, he did go on to win the Super Bowl. But he did miss the entire postseason. I think that when they do this, they're considering the year of their cover, how they did that year. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Technically, he won the Super Bowl. I'm going to say cursed. Yep, uh, they agree. This was his hamstring injury year out of that. And then he had a herniated disc not too long after that. Uh, and then uh, we've already mentioned him before, uh, an, an alias. It's Tom Brady in 2018. Or is it Tom Brady? Could be Terry Bradshaw on the cover of Madden. If Terry Bradshaw is on the cover of Madden, I'm that would be the greatest. Madden. That would have been the greatest joke of all time if they said we're putting Tom Brady on the cover this year and it's Terry Bradshaw. That would be the best. I'm going to say this is a curse because I do believe this is after Deflate Gate. And he did miss four games, and he did lose the Super Bowl to Nick Foles. He did lose the Super Bowl, but he also still threw for 500 yards in that game, and he did win the MVP that year. 
So they're going to say not cursed. Oh, okay. The, I, Tw- 20, this guy's cursed. Um, you can read it. but this Antonio is, Brown. This guy's so cursed. This is the biggest, probably one of the biggest Madden curses there is. Yeah, they're they're going to agree. I don't even need to read any of this stuff. Uh, also, they say cursed. <laughs> Just look up Antonio Brown. And yeah. Look. But be careful if you find him in a pool. Yeah. All right, next. <laughs> With the welfare wiener of Mississippi. Uh, <laughs> that was not a welfare, my friend. That one's been eaten just fine. <laughs> 2020, it's uh, a certain very rich man, Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is kind of when it falls off. Like it's not really that big of a deal with the curse because the guy, other than like Brady, he wins the Super Bowl. He wins the MVP. Did he have us? They mentioned that knee injury midseason cost him two games. Two games is not that bad. Two games to the Chiefs is as long as it's not postseason. Agreed. Not cursed. At 2021, Lamar Jackson. I'm going to say curse. They say no. He was still out of star-studded uh, year. Uh, but still, get, still got a thousand-yard rushing. But it has he, uh, in my mind, he hasn't lived up to what I, I feel like he, he really, I mean, he's obviously he's very talented. Can't take that away from the guy. But yeah, uh, the next year, they doubled it up again. You could have had uh, Terry Bradshaw or Patrick Mahomes. I would take Terry Bradshaw on the cover of Madden before anybody else. Uh, I need <laughs> a petition for that. Yeah. I need a, pe- a petition for that one. Great album, too. But, uh... Oh, there's a great story between Terry Bradshaw and his coach. Um, also, I love the quote that Hollywood Henderson said about him, that he couldn't spell cat if you spotted him the C and the T. <laughs> uh, ah, ah. Uh, I don't know. It's, I'm not uh, going to say this is cursed. They're going to agree. Neither are cursed on that one. I'm 23. 23 is John Madden. And it's you a know, that's called the, a curse. That's a tribute. So they're not even going to say that one. All so, right. Now the last one this year, of course, this is still happening. So this one is, there's no answer to this one, but Josh Allen from Andrew's favorite team, the, the Buffalo Bills. Matt's also it's all it's Matt and Andrew's favorite team. Oh yeah. Uh, I I couldn't imagine for the record I couldn't imagine living in Buffalo and not being a Bills fan. How just truly awful that would be. It's so okay. So like, like uh, let me just let me. I want you to say this after I say this because I've obviously I've never been there. Yeah. This is just what I see from as an outsider perspective looking in. That and cereal is all that town has. <laughs> So they just grasp onto it, right? And the Sabres. So oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, sports yes. fans are very interesting. Um, so I'm a Dolphins fan. Okay. I that's probably that is their biggest rivalry, I would have to say, them and the Patriots. And let's see, in the early nineties, my mother was chased out of Sears for buying me a Miami Dolphins sweatsuit. Uh my father, who was a diehard Bills fan, bought me a Dolphins hat at one of the games, and the guy asked him, are you going to burn that? Uh, <laughs> I uh, wore a Ladanian Tomlinson jersey with when he played for the Chargers to a Bills pre... This is preseason, and they weren't even playing the Chargers. I was like, I'm just going to wear a football jersey. I'm going to be that guy. Uh, and Right. And my father and I, because we used to take like the bus, like public transportation will take you right to the stadium. Pretty nice. It was like 15 bucks. And a guy called me a, I don't even know how to say it. Uh, this is family friendly. <laughs> yes. A, a sexual, explicit, like, like the opposite of heterosexual so like a homosexual <laughs> slur yeah and then proceeded telling me that the chargers sucked yeah so this uh, is literally anybody that i don't know who talks to me on call of duty yes i once at a sabers game i was a big fly i still am a big flyers fan I went to a sabers game to watch the sabers and the flyers 
Uh, Lucky, his sober friend, I'm going to say sober friend, pulled him out of the way as he, as the drunk guy told me that my favorite player, Eric Lindros, was a homosexual homosexual expletive and proceeded to swing on me as a 16-year-old boy. (laughs) Lucky his friend pulled him out of the way. So that's, that's Buffalo. I mean, there yeah. are good fans. I'm not going to lie. There are good fans, but there there are people. I mean, a lot of my friends are in Buffalo now. So, and they are Bills fans in fairness. Yeah. But Josh Allen, I'm going to say so far, not cursed. If you would ask me after week one, I would say it's cursed, but yeah. so far not cursed for Mr. Allen. All right. So the funnel verdict is about 60% uh, of the athletes would be kind of considered cursed, but and for the last 10 years, that's only been like 30%. As, as you noticed, the number of quote-unquote cursed really went down. So I guess in conclusion, this is what they kind of reached here, is that that curse really seemed to be a thing early on, but it's really tapered off here lately, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just some ones for this Sports Illustrated one, because this was kind of like the big one there for a while. Uh, uh, one of them is just to go off like Ryan Leaf. This one's bad. Um, so Ryan Leaf was kind of like an NFL draft bust, and then he turned his life around at, at one point. Uh, so he appeared on the cover in September 2000 with the headline Back from the Brink after a 24 20 win by San Diego Chargers over the Cardinals, characterizing his comeback. And he just kind of fell off from there. This guy, he's doing better now. He was robbing houses because he was addicted to drugs and everything else. Uh, Jim Kelly was, uh, so this is a good one. So the USFL, a different version is back now, but the USFL was like a, almost a rival league to the NFL, stealing a lot of people. In July of 1986, Jim Kelly was shown with the New Jersey Generals uniform for a preview of the 1986 US, USFL football season. And then the USFL lost the primitive antitrust lawsuit eight days later. Kelly would never play for the Generals and the league folded. So that was like the big one. Uh, we should do a thing one time on like who's that on a cover of Sports Illustrated. Because every once in a while, they'll put somebody on there. And this is part of the curse. Uh, Alex uh, Poitras, and I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, I, you, was you on the cover of November 10th, 2014. And you know I'm a basketball nerd. This guy uh, was one of five different players on the regional cover for the college basketball season preview of SI. And then that year, on December 11th, 2014, Apparently, he was going to be a big deal until, of course, he tears his ACL. And this is before they really got good at helping people who tear that thing. I still love that movie, The Comebacks, where the one kid's name is Aseel Terry. But the (laughs) here's the basketball one for you. June 5th, 1989, after the Los Angeles Lakers swept the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference Finals to go undefeated at that point in the playoffs, that week's coverage featured James Worthy with the word sweep in large letters and in small letters, the caption, James Worthy and the Lakers go 11-0 in the playoffs. The Lakers would go on to lose the 1989 NBA Finals being swept 4-0 by the Detroit Pistons. After that's what I see. That's it's things like that that makes me a very strong believer. And you never, ever, especially in sports, count your chickens before they've hatched. Yeah, I okay. So this is you mean you're on the same board. Like if I'm watching my favorite team, like this is the truth. I'll watch a Charlotte Hornets game because I love the Charlotte Hornets. But the second they start losing, I blame myself when I turn the channel. <laughs> I, since I've stopped watching the Celtics, they've made the Easter Conference Finals yes. or the NBA yeah. Finals the past two seasons. And I'm also I'm also a giant Nuggets fan, so I couldn't watch the finals. <laughs> so I <laughs> refuse to do it. 
the the blonde haired kid that lives down the hall for me was asking me about you know the bills and the dolphins scored like 70 points and i'm like i'm done with it it happened we're done i basked in the glory on sunday i'm done i i gotta i in the words of bill belichick because they are playing the bills this sunday i i did it it, it's on to buffalo okay and and it's not even i don't even play for the dolphins i have no like other than them being my favorite team I'm honestly stressed out over this week because we were playing the Bills and I just don't want to hear people because oh, maybe I'll yeah. just say, wow, okay, you guys play good, but then I got to hear something else. Well, you know, I'm down here in college basketball central, right? In the middle of the Carolina Duke heated rivalry, one of the biggest rivalries in sports, I would dare say. Mm-hmm. And I've always, always a Carolina guy here, right? I have a lot of friends who are Duke people who love Duke. Some of my closest friends are Duke fans. And we would watch games together sometimes. But I'm that guy who, even if my team's winning, oh, you- I refuse to talk trash until the game is over. <laughs> don't say a word. Yeah, because anytime I feel like I've ever got remotely cocky, it's backfired on me. Yep. I do the same thing with video games. Yeah. <laughs> uh so in May 25th of 1981, AJ Floyd appeared on the cover of the headline and it says Floyd goes for his fifth 500. So for the Indianapolis 500, despite starting third, he ended up finishing 13th. That's not good. No, that's a bummer. Yeah. And, but there's goes all the way back from 1960. And here's the thing I want to say about that one, though. Sports Illustrated has had a lot, a lot of covers. So do you think it's a coincidence? I I would I would dare say it's just a law of averages. <laughs> here's one for your Panthers. February 2nd, 2016. Uh, Cam Newton appeared on the cover promoting Super Bowl 50. How- we'll talk about a guy who fell off the earth. <laughs> However... The 17 and one Panthers were defeated 24 10, thanks to a large part of the Broncos' top ranked defense. See, that one, but that's probably just coincidence. Yeah. Because he could appear on the cover. He's in the Super Bowl. He was the MVP that year. So yeah, he, still had, he still had a great year. Yeah. Yeah. I, Broncos had a really good defense. Oh, I know. Trust me. Yeah. What is this one with Kennedy? November 23rd, 1964. Kennedy. A year and the day after. <laughs> references. <laughs> you drink you game do? here on the Retroactive yeah. Sports Podcast. Here's Every time we make a wrestling reference or mention wrestling, you have to. Anytime we mention wrestling, you take a drink. Or anytime Johnny tries to make things about basketball, you take a drink. <laughs> And we're sorry. <laughs> I don't know. This one sounds a little bit turning a negative into a positive as I kind of glance over it. A year and a day after the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. The That's co- a negative. Cover featured a rendering of professional ski instructor Helmut Lunch of Austria. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. An accident would later leave Flouch paralyzed. Though he... W- Though he did go on to win four Paralympic gold medals in alpine skiing. To me, honestly, obviously it sucks. But I'm going to agree with you that like this is a, a really empowering story more than anything. Like he took that and he didn't just, uh, uh, he took that terrible thing that happened to him and he really overcame it in a way, I think. Like here's one. Uh, this one is another coincidence because. I kind of remember this in football terms. April 24th, 1989, uh, the 1989 NFL draft uh, issue, a pro football player or prospect at this time, Tony Mandrius was featured on the cover and was labeled the best offensive line prospect ever. Uh, he ended up becoming one of the biggest busts and would be appear on the cover three years later under the headline, the Acrova bus. Now, in Tony Mandrius, the fence the guy took a lot of steroids okay took a lot of steroids uh abused painkillers 
but then he made a comeback to the NFL and he played pretty good. I mean, he wasn't worth a second overall pick of play good, but he was still pretty good. And the guy stuck to his gun so much that he quit because he had a injury that would have forced him to use painkillers. And he said he would not do that again. So he actually just retired after coming back. So I got to give it to that. So this one, I would have to say, so would you say there's more of a Madden curse? Or I, I, or I would say, or do you just think they're both coincidences? Well, I think we both have coincidences involved, but just on, if I had to choose one, I would say it's more of a curse. I'd say the Madden one was uh, for me. There's, if you're just doing a, just the percentage wise guaranteed, the Sports Illustrated has way more positive ones than negative. And that's just purely from a number standpoint. They've been around forever. Yeah. So I would have to say Madden over Sports Illustrated because you're going to – it's it's like playing numbers in the lottery. You're going to hit one every so exactly. many times you play. Yeah. And the more you play – The more you hit. Yeah. yeah. And Madden, I think there's a little bit more than what there is. Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right. Well, we we've yep. done it. We've done. We did it. We, we did, did it. it. We, we did it. yeah. Nobody can say that we didn't do it because guess what? We did it. We did it. We did so. it. You heard it here first. We're the first ones, and all the credit goes to Andrew for giving the greatest uh, sports nickname of all time. <laughs> Welfare Wiener of Mississippi. Yeah, the Welfare Wiener of Mississippi, Brad Favre himself. If I don't hear that on panel discussion, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> I will try to remember it. I'm going to send it to you and Matt right now. <laughs> uh, but make sure you check out our Facebook page. Andrew does an amazing job over there. Yep. Uh, YouTube as well, where I'm... Oh, what's posted? Up to week, I think, 11 for the Tecmo Super Bowl season. Go check that out on YouTube if you like I Tecmo bet the Panthers Bowl. won't win. The Panthers are not even in Tecmo. That's how I know I'm right. <laughs> We're using the Jets. And That's before Panthers time. Yeah. Yeah. 1991, way before that time. But that is it. So make so let us know. You know, do you think your team's cursed? Are they not cursed? Did they break a curse? And with that being said, uh, stay safe out there from these curses.